Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and I'm joined today by James, the Sharp and Sharp. Uh, we're discussing... Leicester City after that uh, victory over Watford, their seventh in ten games, which means mathematically they are safe in the Premier League. Uh, it does seem strange still talking about relegation, isn't it, when uh, Leicester City are ninth in the table? But uh, that was certainly the focus of Craig Shakespeare when he was given the uh, the task of succeeding Claudio Ranieri. Yes, definitely. And it's been the case for a while that Leicester City have been safe or safe about, but Shakey was always very keen to um, point out that he wasn't going to start jumping and celebrating their survival until they were mathematically safe because that can always come and bite you in the backside um, if you end up not being. But no, it's uh, it looked like they were, it felt like they were only going to need one win or a couple more wins. And now they've got back to back against West Brom and Watford. It means they're safe. And it was strange because before the game, Watford and Leicester were on the same amount of points, both on 40 points. But the difference between the two sides, it, it didn't look like it. Two teams on the same amount of points. Leicester looked like a team that shouldn't have been in anywhere near relegation battle, to be honest. And now they're in the top half. It's about staying there. Well, let's put this into context. When Shakespeare took over from Claudio Ranieri, they had just dropped into the bottom three, hadn't they, before his first game against Liverpool. Uh, seven wins and a draw from ten games. 22 points. Only Spurs have picked up more points in the last ten games than Leicester City. It has been a remarkable resurgence, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And... Uh, bearing in mind that we're about well, yes, Sunday was a year on since Leicester lifted the title. Um, it almost feels like even that's a year ago, and Leicester's troubles in the Premier League was only a couple of months ago. It feels like that title celebration that feels only like yesterday. Whereas the turmoil and troubles, looking like a team that was completely in turmoil, both on the pitch and rumours of being off it. That seems like even longer. That seems so, so long ago now. Um, but when you see how Shakespeare has just taken Leicester back to, to basically the, the, the team that won the title, really, and that they're playing with the same kind of swagger that they played with last season. Um, and now he's managed to, to harness that and get that out of them this time around. Yeah, it's it's completely same players, completely different team. Well, I don't think there's any secret to it, is it really? He's just uh, gone back to the same system, the same personnel. Yeah, the new poster boy, Wilfred Ndidi, uh, read the Mercury today for a verdict on match uh, on the match. And we're focusing on Ndidi because, uh, you know, he, he, I wouldn't say, he metaphorically had some big shoes to fill. I wouldn't say they were the biggest shoes factually uh, when N'Golo Kante uh, went to uh, Chelsea. But we've been impressed with his performances, haven't we? His maturity, both on and off the pitch, the way he's dealt with the media and the spotlight of being in the Premier League, um, but also, you know, the way he's dealt with um, performing on the big stage. I mean, he made his debut in the FA Cup at Everton, which was not an easy task by any stretch of the imagination. Then his Premier League debut was against Chelsea, the champions in waiting, and uh, and then he, the, the Champions League uh, in Seville. So it's been a remarkable rise for a 20-year-old. Yeah, he, he plays with a maturity far beyond 
his youthful years. Um, he's such a dynamic midfielder. He's got a really big leap on him, reads the game well, wins tackles, drives forward from midfield. He's got a bit of a, as we've seen before, got a bit of a cannon on him. Um, but I think what Ndidi's done is he's enabled he's enabled Shakespeare to be able to go back to that system from last last year. Ranieri tried to play with four four two at the start of the season, but without the energy of Kante in there, just kept getting over in midfield, and that's what led to him trying to chop and change things, playing three at the back, playing diamonds, trying to find any way possible of of making it work, but he but he couldn't. But now you've got Ndidi there who has the same kind of energy as as Kante has and is able to 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 boss midfields and give Drinkwater a bit of uh, a bit of help as well. Now he's in there, it means that Leicester can play this four four two, four four one one and not struggle to 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 control the midfield area. And it'd be, it'd be interesting to see and it's all hypothetical, it'd be interesting to see how Leicester would have fared had indeed he been signed in the summer and not in January. But I think it was in the wide areas where City were particularly impressive, wasn't it, on uh, on Saturday against Watford. Uh, Mark Albrighton in particular really stood out for me. I mean, I can't think of a more industrious and effective wide midfield player in the Premier League at the moment in, the, in, the, in his current form. And also Riyad Mahrez, who's frustrated in recent weeks, and there was growing calls for Dimari Gray to come in and take his place. But um, we saw flashes of the old Mahrez and certainly an excellent goal as well uh, from the Algerian. What did you make of Mahrez's performance? Yeah, he's, he has frustrated as much more so than he is possibly excited this season. I suppose out of all the players... When you look at the standards they set last season, Mares of all the players has been the one that struggled to 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 reach what he set last season. He that, set a high that, exactly. Mark, that, didn't exactly. He? That's the that it's always, it's always going to be difficult for him to match what he did last season because he set the bar so very high. And I think because of that and because of um, uh, because of just how he wants to perform all the time and he wants to reach that level, he he almost. He almost tries too hard at times to to make things work, and when he could play an easy ball, tries to do it all himself because he's the star player, and that's what he's the, there to do. He still has the ability to do things that I've never seen a Leicester player be able to do. He's, his his first touch, his skills, he's got the little drop of the shoulders. He's always he's always got the ability to win matches, even when he's not playing well. Even last season, there were games where he didn't play very well. Last season, I remember Watford away, he'd not really done much for ninety five percent of the game, but but then picked the ball on the edge of the air and killed it into the top corner. So it's not a new phenomenon, Mahrez drifting out of games and then winning them. Um, yeah, he, so he ha- he's still got that in him. And as much as he, as much as he can frustrate, he can all, he has also got that magic in, in him to to win things. Um, but so him and Albright are, are two completely polar opposite of styles, but both equally important. Oh, absolutely. I, I saw um, Match of the Day on Saturday night and Danny Murphy, the pundit, was saying that Leicester City can't hang on to Mahrez now. He's too good for Leicester City. He's got to be playing for a Champions League club uh, next season. Do you think Leicester City will be struggling to keep hold of Mahrez this summer? I mean, because if you think of how effective and uh, what a brilliant season he had previous season, there wasn't really a lot of uh, people knocking on the door for to try and take him away from Leicester City last summer. So do you think they're going to have a summer of struggle to keep hold of Mahrez? So, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because if you're going to think, if, if ever a team were going to, come in, going to come in for him, it would have been after what he did last season. And as we've said, he's not matched that level this season. And you also got to think that he signed a, really, he signed a, a huge contract in the summer with uh, many years left of it. And 
for a team to want to buy him, they have to pay a lot of money to get him out of that contract. They're more expensive now than it would have been in exactly. Yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to pay thirty forty million, would you say? And not only that, they're gonna have to pay his wages, which are reported as being towards six well, six figure salaries. So teams are gonna have to pay this kind of money if they're gonna want to get him away from Leicester. Because Leicester, don't, Leicester don't have to sell him. They're not a selling club anymore. They don't need to. Um, so it's whether whether teams would really come in for him. I mean, it's Barcelona that keep being linked with Mares, and uh, but I thought most notably was Gillian Balaguer's tweet that Barcelona aren't actually interested in Mares. So, be interested to see who actually would want to try and uh, entice him away because, as you say, it would cost a lot of money. But let's turn back to All Brighton. Hmm. Do you think he should get an England call up? Oh, that's a, it's a big the question, way, isn't it? I mean, the way he's playing, uh, you know, he's. He's been very effective. If he can start adding goals to his game as well, and he scored, uh, scored again on uh, on Saturday, he's got to be in the thoughts of Gareth Southgate. I would have thought. I mean, in terms of English wingers who are in form at the minute, I should, I'd, yeah, I'd say that yeah, he's he's one of the most in form, consistent English midfielders at the minute. Whether he whether he would fit into kind of Gareth Southgate style when he's got. He's got people like Adam Lallana and Deli Ali and, and and these kind of youngs wingers coming up. I probably doubt it, I suppose. Um, but in terms of, like I say, in terms of form, there isn't there aren't many who are that con- as consistent as Mark. Well, I think Gareth Southgate's got limited options when it comes to English players playing regularly in the Premier League, and uh, All Brighton is playing regularly. He's in form as well. I think he's seriously got to be considered now. Um, by Gareth Southgate, uh, and he's not getting any younger as well. And the, and the opportunity to, to to play for England, it, it's even now and ever, I think, for for Mark O'Brien, as it was with Danny Simpson, and he didn't get the call. Mm. Uh, but you know, I can't, I can't think of many uh, English wide players who are playing regularly and at a standard that O'Brien is currently playing at. So I think he's got to be in, in for consideration. But something else for consideration now, and I'm sure it has been discussed at the very highest level at Leicester City, should Craig Shakespeare now just be confirmed as the manager for next season? Because they are mathematically safe. They were safe before. He's won seven out of ten. We can't think of any more that he could possibly do uh, to get the job. So I think they should just come out now and just name him as the manager for next season. Yes. It's absolutely. Yes. It's, a, it's a yes or no answer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I can't imagine many people would say no. No, it really, it really is as simple as that now. Um I know Shakespeare beforehand was saying was kind of playing it coy and talking about trying to get safe. Um, now they are safe. I don't see, I don't see what else he can do now from now until the end of the season to show any more that he is the right person to take this club forward. Even after the press conference on, on after the game on Saturday, he was asked about it again for the God knows how many times, and he said again, I don't expect to have this conversation until the end of the season. But I don't. I don't see why they have to wait to the end of the season. I, don't, I only feel that that can only slow things down because you said before that, that there's, there's a lot of decisions need to be made over the summer. You've got recruitment in terms of players in, players out, keeping older players, loan players who are away like Matty James and well, obviously Harvey Barnes is back now, Tom Lawrence. These are all players that are going to come back into the fold and do they want what do the Leicester want to do with them? Uh, Shaky himself. Uh, you've only got. You look at the coaching staff. It's currently only Shaky and Mike Stowell who are, who are doing it. There's, you need to add things there. These are all decisions that need to be made, and the sooner you make them, the better. And we've talked about possibly the only thing really holding Shaky back from getting the job is whether he's a big enough name. 
but I just think a big enough name is too big a risk, isn't it? Now to, to bring in a, a big name who's probably going to have to make big decisions and overhaul squads. Leicester have shown now at the minute, if they can get the recruitment right in the summer, that this team has the ability to challenge again in the in, in for the top kind of top six, top eight. The way they're playing now under Shakespeare, so I don't I don't see why they want should put that under threat by by not making the decision. I think the delay just uh, raises question marks where there really shouldn't need to be any question marks about the managerial position at Leicester City. Shakespeare now has shown with the, the way the players have responded to him that he's the man to, to lead them forward and they've got a massive summer ahead. It's a huge summer. If Leicester City are going to continue in this, with this momentum into next season and push for a European spot again, then really they need to have all their ducks in a, in a row very, very early in the summer to give them plenty of opportunity to get uh, get off to a, a good start, which is required next season. And, uh, I mean, we saw how last season's pre-season and, and the summer of, of disruption in many ways, there was so much going on that, uh, you know, come game time, City, they, they weren't on the ball and they need to be from the very start next season if they're going to carry this momentum into next season. But I can't imagine it, who else they could possibly take for the year. Uh, for the role, who's out there that could do a better job? There's nobody, is there really? And uh, so we'll uh, we'll see what ha- happens there. I expect that um, conversations will be happening a lot earlier than uh, than Shakespeare says at the end of the season. And, and he's up for manager of the month. I expect he's going to win that as well. Well, well, he's definitely he's definitely up there. But I mean, I mean, Pochettino's won won quite a few games, isn't he? Over yeah. the, uh, over, the, over the last month, so he's won every game, hasn't he? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think he'll, he'll, he'll probably um, he'll probably pick that. But like you say, I just I don't see I don't I don't see anyone else who can do it. I mean, also they've got other questions about um, potentially players who might want to be leaving. Also, you've got rumours about Damari Gray. What's going to happen with Riyad Mahrez, Kafish Michael? These are all decisions that they need to be made with with kind of security in mind, and that can only be done while you've got. Well, that you know who's going to be in charge. We've already seen that um, there's the rumour mill starting to turn now with, in terms of players leaving, players potentially coming in. And I know personally that some agents are getting rather active now because it's getting to that busy time of the year. And so Leicester City fans, I suppose, are going to have to get used to all these rumours and uh, internet talk over the, the coming weeks. But we're expecting some sort of uh, activity at Leicester City, aren't we? Yeah, yes, we are. Um, it's, a, it's a very, like I say, it's a very, very big summer. Um, Obviously, last summer you could you would put down as, as not being a good one because the players they brought in either have suffered injuries or not quite not quite had the impact that you would hope them to. Obviously, Mendy's had a very difficult season with injury. Um, Slomani is still he's, his goal record's quite good, but he's he's been struggling with injuries and there's still questions about where he how he fits into the system. Um, but yeah, like you say, rumor mills have t- been turning with the story about Damari Gray and even considering his future. With with Gray, I think he's just got to be patient. I think. Um, I mean, like we've talked about, Mares and Albright, and they're two players who, Mares, he may well be frustrating, but he's still got the capability to, to win games of football even when he's not playing well. Albright is in the form of his career, um, and so he is so important to Leicester with both his ability going forward and and defensively. I just think Damari's got to be patient. He's still young. His chances are going to come. And, and if you look at all the the, the teams that look like might be in for him, the reports of Liverpool, Everton, Tottenham. He's going to have more competition for places at, this, at those teams than he is at Leicester. Everton, uh, Spurs is going to have Lamella, Son, uh, Ali, Eriksen. You've got uh, uh, Liverpool, you've got Lallana and Firmino and Coutinho. Everton, you've got Barkley and uh, Morales. All these kind of top players. 
So wherever he goes, he's going to be struggling. He's going to be struggling to nail down some game time. It's best to just best to stay at Leicester and see out and take your chance when it comes because eventually it will come. Whenever I've spoken to Gray, he's come across as a very level-headed lad. Anyway, I don't think he's the sort that would be disruptive and demand a move. I, I imagine he's frustrated his lack of first-team games and the re- one of the reasons he didn't come to Leicester earlier was because he wanted to stay at Birmingham City because he was getting more chance of game time there and he thought that was better for his own development. So, you know, he's got a, a good strong head on his shoulders. So. Uh, um, let's hope this is a lot of it. It's just uh, paper ch- paper chat. But uh, no, I think he's definitely got a bright future if he stays with Leicester City. Uh, but that's all for the future. There's uh, plenty still going on. Leicester City have got three games left to go. Uh, we've got build up to this weekend's trip to Man City, which was one of the more memorable moments of last season. The trip to the Etihad, uh, followed by the visit of Spurs and Bournemouth to finish the season off. So uh, check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page for all the stories, all the reaction to the win over Watford and the big build-up to the trip to Man City this weekend. This is Dilly Ding Dilly Dong. Join us again next time.